0: SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Cross, Cross Talk. Broadcasting
1: live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by A1 Number Air, the official HVAC and electric partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com. Trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The National Medal of Honor Museum. Join the mission at mohmuseum.org. And by SWBC Mortgage customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton and Kevin Gray.
2: Welcome to Cowboys Crosstalk, the first one of the 2022 NFL season. I'm joined by an all-star panel here, live on 1080 KRLD and on all Cowboys Platforms. We are live at the Cowboys Club tonight as we get you ready for week two of the national football league between your Dallas Cowboys and the Cincinnati Bengals. My name is Kevin Gray, 105 Through the Fan, host on the weekends and anytime that you can get me on the air, I'm on 105 Through the Fan. Next to me to my immediate right, DallasCowboys.com insider, host of the Mixed Shots podcast, which you can hear every day on DallasCowboys.com. He is proud Mizzou alum, (laughs) Mickey's Jack Mickey, good evening to you, good to see you, sir. Good to be with you. Appreciate you joining us. To my immediate right once again, I go down to he is a three-time Super Bowl champion, one of the best to ever do it and put on a Dallas Cowboy uniform. He is, of course, Nate Newton joining us right here on the Cowboys Cross. I guess he will be all season long. Nate, good to see you, sir. Hey-ho! (laughs) <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and then further to my right, he is a two-time Super Bowl champion, proud Dallas Cowboy, and proud Arizona State Sun Devil yes, as well. Yes. He is Jim Jeffco. Good to see you, sir. Appreciate you joining us on this Great episode to be here. of Cross Cowboys <laughs> Beautiful, Jim Jeffco joining us tonight. Great to be here. Well, let's jump right into it, gentlemen. Um, let's put the uh, final touches on week one. The Dallas Cowboys lose 19-3 to Tom Brady and the Tampa. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will eventually get to Cincinnati, but obviously the biggest news of the week coming out of Sunday's game is of course the injury to Rain Dakota Prescott gonna be out at least four to six weeks when it comes to his broken right thumb. Mickey, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on Dak Prescott's injury and how this team now moves forward without
1: its franchise quarterback and leader now Cooper Rush stepping in to take over for things for the Cowboys. Yeah, if it wasn't bad enough you got beat nineteen to three. He's an opener, then you lose your star quarterback, Uh, as you said, for roughly four to six weeks. uh, I, I can't think of a worse start for a season. As a matter of fact, I don't know about you guys, but I can't remember a Cowboys team losing the starting quarterback in the season opener previously. Yeah, I started looking back and I just can't find it, you know. No. I know Danny White got hurt in 86, but that was halfway through the yeah, season, but, uh, right? broke his um, wrist. He he, and it, it was through. his wrist, it was the same almost yeah. thing as the throwing hand. So, yeah, uh, that's just got to be the worst start to a season uh, you can have and, um, and you got to survive, right? Yeah. They, they don't cancel the season, uh, and um, no one's feeling sorry for you. I no, was for that, for sure. right? So, yeah, Cooper Rush steps in. And uh, I think the good thing, though, is that they didn't put Dak on IR. Because if you're on IR, not only do you have to miss four games, but you can't practice during that four-game period. Mm-hmm. Uh, before when you missed six games, two weeks before the six were up, you were able to go back to practice. Uh, so there's no ramp-up time. Uh, so that
0: means if you
1: miss four, chances are, if you hadn't practiced, you're going to miss the fifth
3: one, too, because right. you're going to practice two weeks. Uh, so, yeah, that's the and, and he can be around the team. If you're on IR, you can't be around the team. You can't be in meetings. You can't go to uh, participate in mm-hmm. practice. And you can't go to the games and help out on the sidelines.
4: And Mike McCarthy wants him on the headset participating and yes. making sure he's staying engaged with this team. Nate, talk to me about what happens to a team's mindset when its franchise leader goes down and what that does for a team and what they have to do to move forward to make sure that by the time said franchise quarterback comes back you all are still on the same page and moving forward as a team together.
5: I have two quick scenarios but when I first got to the uh-huh. Cowboys it was, it was it was it was bad. Danny, yes. White, anybody it any, anyone our starting quarterbacks would go down it would be bad but as we turned this thing around with Jimmy we lose our starting quarterback. We had good, capable backups.
6: Mm-hmm. And so the world didn't fall in. The world has fell in, Jeff Cole. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. If you remember that year, we still won the NFC East. Yes, yes. And uh, with the injury. But um, the thing that you have to realize is that you're going to have adversity in football. And next man's got to be up. It's Cooper Rush. There's no question about it. And that's the thing you got to remember. There's gonna be uh, that's just a part of it. I mean, you're gonna see what this team is made of. Yes. Everybody else has got to step up, and they know the Cooper Rush to help them. That means C.D. Lamb. That means Noah Brown. You got to get Gallup healthy you're and right. things of that nature. Somebody's got to edge. Somebody's got to take them and say, "Hey, it's time to step up." And you know, from playing when Troy got injured and we had Burline, that wasn't yes. the same player. That's right. But he's, we stepped up. Everybody stepped up offensively and defensively. I mean, that's just the way it is. And it was a a, a former
3: starter, too. It yes. wasn't like a backup guy that you developed, right? And that's even true. when Troy got hurt in 94, you had Rodney Pete. Yeah. Right? Yes, sir. Right? That's true. Although that that Jason, Jason yeah. Garrett had <laughs> to step up, yeah.
6: right? Yeah, so. <laughs> on Thanksgiving. But, but that's the, the world we live in with yeah. the salary cap. So you have to have help. They have to help Cooper Rush. And like we um, talked about it before the show, they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to be physical. They're going to have to say, hey, we're going to be determined to run the ball because we don't want to put him in situations where he is not comfortable
3: and Kevin, not make the amount of penalties they made no and make it more difficult on the quarterback, question. right? Exactly,
4: and this team is a little bit different than the one Cooper Rush took over last year when he went on the road to Minnesota, was able to get a critical win for this football team. No Amari Cooper this time around, no Cedric Wilson this time around. How does this team now with Kellen Moore and with the run game you were talking about, where it looked like last week when they decided to run the football, they did it and did it well with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard at times. How now does Kellen Moore help his quarterback this week going up against a Cincinnati front? That's pretty good with guys like Trey Hendrickson and others. How does Kellen Moore make you start to help out his quarterback?
3: this well, week? Well, first and foremost, if he can get the guys not to false start, it would certainly help. When you get to. I don't first think you're talking about
4: Terrence Steele or anything like that, are you? No, no. I okay, wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't <laughs> mention <laughs> okay. any names. Okay. I'll just make a uh, sure. Just make first
3: sure. and 15, first and 20 all of a sudden okay you can run right mm-hmm. well if I get three I get five I get five I'm still short of a first down if it's first and 20. You can't put the quarterback behind the eight ball like that like they did in this game and that was one of the reason you guys they sort of got away from the run because it was always the first six possessions if you include the penalty on the kickoff they incurred a penalty every every possession there was a penalty and they're in down in distance, they're behind the, the chains. You know, and that's why
5: I think, and it's water under the bridge, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna ride this, but next year going into training camp, it's nowhere in the world we're gonna have twenty-two starters, offensive or defensively, sitting over there on their hands. Yeah. Because this right here is where you get your fire. And preseason, yes, it's not as fast sure. or as intense, but you need to hear your quarterback's voice. You needed, to, you needed to get up under the fire, and, even with the receivers. Everybody was out of sync. And, uh, yes, it was penalties. But, boy, I'm going to tell you, once uh, the Bucks went to putting pressure on us
6: and went to really beating down on us, mm-hmm. yeah, it intensified. You know, um, you make a good point, Mickey. Um, a great coach once told me, either you're allowing it or teaching it. And we're not teaching this, so we ain't allowing it. Right. Things like that. I knew uh, we. There was a documentary on '91, and right. you talked about the situation with Philly the first game. Yes. And about what Jimmy had said, basically, you know, we had, they gave up what 12 sacks in yeah, that well, game. Yeah, yeah, we did. But the I second didn't. game, <laughs> yeah, I, don't know the, the, I said we. The <laughs> I heard,
5: heard me. On the <laughs> you. you Jimmy Jim was trying You hurt me. Down. Down. Come yeah, on. He's, he's
6: hurting me. <laughs> but yeah, what happened the second game? Yeah, we we straightened That's what I said. You straighten it up. Yeah. That's what they got to do. You got to take pride in what you do. That's right. I mean, that's you're right. a professional. You're that's a Dallas right. Cowboy. You're a Dallas Cowboy. You better take pride in what you're doing. And like Mickey said, those penalties shouldn't be allowed. There should be some kind of uh, something to happen to you if you're getting this. I mean, I that's going to kill us. It'll be the most penalized team again. Yeah, that can't happen. No, that it can't, can't be a not replay. With the, not with the talent that you have. And defensively,
4: one of the positive things that we saw on Sunday was Micah Parsons. If it had not been for two sacks by Micah Parsons, that thing really could have gotten out of hand against Tampa with the way that they were moving the ball inside the red zone where both of those sacks occurred for Micah Parsons. Jim, talk to me about that when it comes to the defense and what you saw from them against Tampa, specifically Micah Parsons, and what they can now do in terms of building on only giving up 19 to Tom Brady, now going up against Super Bowl runner-up quarterback, Joe Burrow this coming week.
6: Well, the biggest thing is is that they got to play hard. We all know that. That's uh, a no brainer. But somebody else has to step up. You got you lose curse and he'll be out for a while. Mm-hmm. And the next person, man, like we said on offense, is still the next man up. Guys got to make plays. We got to put our offense in situations where they can be successful. That's turnovers. They led the team, uh, led the league in turnovers mm-hmm. last year. Things of that nature. Now, you just can't be happy to do your job. you got to find a way to do a better job.
4: Mickey, does Micah Parsons step up in Dak's absence as now one of the leaders on this team, or has he already started to establish that in your mind based on not only his play from last year, but already beginning as the guy that defensively they're looking to this year?
3: Yeah, I don't, you know, maybe on the defense. I don't know about the entire team. Sure. His personality is not like that, and I thought Zeke made a good point about that about being a leader somebody asked Zeke the same thing and he goes you don't just go out there and say I'm the leader it's got to be organic it just kind of develops right and and so you know he can lead by his example Uh, he can lead by getting sacks and by the way (coughs) thanks to Micah Parsons your name came up in some (laughs) weird stat that I would have never guessed and I don't know if you saw it or you guys saw it but they f- they figured out that prior to yesterday's game, Jim Jeffcoat uh, was Jimmy tied, and, and Jimmy Jones were tied for the franchise lead in most multiple sacks in the first two seasons of their career, and now Micah yesterday got four. Yeah, and he's got sixteen games to build on that yes. by the way but I saw your name co- come up and I said wow well, this is good timing for the show <laughs> that's right? right
4: the most multi sack games of the first two seasons of Cowboys history Micah Parsons now with four Jimmy Jones 1990 through 91 with three and Jim Jeffcoat 1983 through 84 also had three so Micah Parsons breaking that record with yeah. his multi sack game on Sunday evening before <sighs> we go to break Nate tell me what a, a guy on the offensive line needs to do going up against a terrific front with the Cincinnati Bengals, and what are you seeing on film that concerns you about what you saw on Sunday that's got to get corrected by the time they get to Sunday afternoon? Finish. These
5: guys are not finishing. They're not playing through the whistle. You finish, guys don't leak onto your quarterback. That's true. Even if a guy get an edge on you, you finish through the whistle to keep the guys off your quarterback. These guys are not finishing on run plays. They're not finishing on pass plays. And that right there hurts your quarterback, and that stops
4: you from getting that extra yard versus the run. These guys have to finish. And when you look at a backup quarterback coming into a situation like this, what do you want to hear from your backup in terms of confidence, cadence? What do you want to hear from your backup when he gets into that huddle on the first drive on Sunday afternoon?
5: Fellas, we got this. Let's be confident. I'm going to
3: do my job. I need for you guys to do your job, and we'll be okay. You know. That's it. Zach Martin commented on that and, and he said, you know, he goes Cooper's kind of a r- real quiet guy seems like a quiet guy, yeah. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. He said but when he gets in the huddle, he has a lot of fire and he has a lot of confidence in what he's doing and what he expects yes. everybody yeah. else to do. That's true. And and that's what you need from your, your backup quarterback to you know, at least act like you know what you know you make it at least. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't get in there and be mealy mouth when you start calling out the plays, right?
4: And you got to have some confidence because guys like Trey Hendrickson, Jesse Bates are waiting for you on that terrific Cincinnati defense, ready to get after you on Sunday afternoon. And now Cooper Rush will step into the limelight, and the stage will not be too big for him. Remember last year what he did on Sunday Night Football, was able to go to Minnesota, get a critical road win, and be able to help this team continue the momentum that they had at the beginning of the year. Now he gets to step in and do that on Sunday afternoon for the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott out the next at least four to six weeks with that broken right thumb. Surgery was successful for him, and now he continues his rehab as he gets ready to try and help this team from afar be able to keep what they need to do going up against Cincinnati. It is Cowboys Crosstalk live from the Cowboys Club right here at the Star and Frisco. We are live on 1080 KRLD and on all Cowboys platforms. Mickey Spagnola, three-time Super Bowl champion. Nate Newton, two-time Super Bowl champion. Jim Jeffcoat. Gentlemen, when we come back, Let's get into the game for Cincinnati and the Cowboys on Sunday and what they've got to do against the Cowboys. And more importantly, how did the Cowboys find a way to stop that combination between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? We'll talk about it next on Cowboys Crosstalk right here on 1080 KRLD.
5: Club at the Star in Frisco.
4: It is Cowboys crosstalk here live at the Cowboys Club presented by SWBC Mortgage. Join the more than 120,000 customers that we've helped to find their happier way home. Visit SWCMortgage.com to find a pro today. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan DallasCowboys.com Insider, Mickey Spagnola, Nate Newton. Jim Jeffcoat, our Cowboys legend, joining us live on 1080KRLD and on all Cowboys platforms. Gentlemen, as we were going into break, we were talking about getting ready for Cincinnati. The Cowboys coming off their opening week loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No rest for the weary as they welcome in the defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, with the likes of Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, who was arguably the best rookie wide receiver in the NFL last year. When you look at what Cincinnati presents, they're coming off of a very disappointing loss at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers in dramatic fashion in Cincinnati. That's going to be an angry football team coming to AT&T Stadium on Sunday. Mickey, I'll start with you. What do you see from Cincinnati that's going to present the biggest problem
3: for the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon? Probably judging from that first game, their defense is pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody focuses on Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Mixon, uh, but that defense uh, is pretty good, and the Cowboys are going to have to be better uh, offensively uh, to create enough points to be able to deal with it. You know, you guys, but their offense, and we talked about it before the show started, Joe Burrow, they're going to carry him off the field on a stretcher pretty soon, as much as he got hit. So the Cowboy defense needs to get to work. And this is coming off of a year where he was sacked 70 times last year was Joe Burrow. Nate, talk to me about
4: what you're wanting to see from this offensive line going up against a very good defensive unit in the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday.
5: And, you know, Kevin, uh, this is going to be my mantra all year because people need to understand if these guys are not going to finish. You know, don't start because you're not finishing blocks. You're letting guys leak in, and you got uh, Hendrickson, and you got the other kid, number 94. Uh, the, uh, I can't think of his name. They are beasts. Yeah. They, what they do is they Sam wear Hubbard you down. Yeah, up. Sam. Hub- mm-hmm. They wear you down. Mm-hmm. They got BJ. Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, BJ what? BJ Hill. Yeah. BJ Hill. In the
4: interior. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: They got some dudes that not explosive as far as making big plays early, but as the game go on, they wear you down. Henderson had, what, 10 sacks last year? Mm-hmm. He didn't get none this past game. But they play a physical brand, and they keep
3: coming at you and coming at you. And we're going to have to be sound in whatever we try to do. So how do you feel about uh, having to play the backup to the backup at left guard? It's
5: okay. It's, it's okay. I'm looking at these guys. All they got to do, man, is play technique, get on the same page, you know. Uh, don't set yourselves up. The worst thing for these Dallas Cowboys is to be at the end of the game trying to throw the ball every down they got and i'm not saying you have i'm talking about a 60 40 split mm-hmm. i'm talking about sprinkling enough runs in there to give these kids a chance i'm, I'm listening to everybody on the radio oh replace still replace still it's not that simple fellas That's you right. put jason <laughs> peters in there and you're gonna get the same thing i'm,
4: I'm being honest you And jason Peters yeah. has to play right tackle in 16 or er, yeah. in 16 years so, I, so I, it's not I'm that begging,
5: easy i'm begging folks and i'm not saying and i if we run if we have seventy plays, I'm asking for twenty five runs somehow, some way, and early in the game, mm-hmm. not late, early in the game to be a just to make the linebackers stay up, to give our receivers a chance. Every, I, did you see the linebackers last yeah. week? They just sitting back there fifteen yards deep. Oh, okay. Devin White. Yeah. Devontae Davis
4: just sitting there we and coverage not do, do wait, that. Yeah.
5: So you know, I, I'm not going to go on that. <laughs> Jeff Coat. you're the guest. Go ahead. Well, Talk to me about how a defensive
4: yeah. lineman looks at the likes of a rookie in Tyler Smith, the backup to the backup at left guard. As a defensive end, as a defensive interior player, what are you looking at well, to try to take advantage, at advantage at of? Well, what I'm looking at is
6: uh, changing up on him. I'm going to give him different looks because he's not used to that. Maybe one day, one time I'll run by him. Right. And he's, oh, he's going to run by me. As soon as he sits wide. Then I'm gonna run him over. Right. I'm gonna always change up on him. I'm never gonna give him the same look each time until I find his weakness. And once I find his weakness, I'm gonna try to exploit that. That's what teams are gonna start doing. They're gonna exploit his weaknesses. But the kid played good. Now,
4: yes, he, he did, was man. not the issue. Tell about Tyler Smith. Yes. yes, yes,
6: the kid he played good for a rookie, and he was not the issue. The thing also is is that when Nate is saying right, we gotta shorten the game. We cannot have this be a long game and a lot of incomplete passes. You got to run it, and you got to knock people. Learn how to knock people off the ball, and that should have been done a long time ago, but it hasn't. And you got to knock people and shorten the game, because that's gonna help the defense and the offense. Mm -hmm. I'm telling people like this. I'm looking for
5: a 30 minutes, and and you know we and I'm watching Tom Brady here. We can do this with screen games. Yep. It, it, as the way people pin their ears back on us, we should have a, a screen game that sucks so yeah. I'm not saying we got to just, hey, turn around, hand it off to Zeke. No, no, no. Yeah. Quick screen game. We got to be more successful in our bubble screens. We've we, we missed three bubble screens. So we got to be more successful. What I don't want to see is triple, double, quadruple uh, reverses.
4: No. No. You know, you're not ready for any trickery (laughs) on Sunday. You're tired of the trickery, huh? I feel that. And also,
6: they were saying CeeDee Lamb was getting double teamed. Move him. Move him. And if they want to do that, move him a little bit. Don't let him stay in one place. Put him in different positions and let him do it there.
5: This is the thing, Kevin, you guys. I I talked to Michael Irvin his second or third year when he really became the guy. And he used to come to me was like, er, we sitting in the world for herb. what what's wrong? Man, he was to be sitting in a deep thought. Er, yeah. what's wrong? What's, he say, man? I gotta get better on my routes. I got I gotta move around a little bit more. Yep. Because being the number one nate ain't simple. No, man. it isn't. He said no it is it's not. I am I am gonna defend C D Lamb up until the eighth game because it is work to become that number one guy. Okay. He should get, take out some film of Amari Cooper and say, okay, what did Amari do in this 100%. situation?
4: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, and...
4: Professional route runner, Amari But Cooper. they got to help him, too. Yeah they,
5: yeah, they definitely. That's what I'm saying. It is a process. And you know what? Help Amari continue to be that number one because they had a real number two. Mm-hmm. Yep. We don't have a real number two, fellas. Until our Gallup re- gets back. Our, that's what I'm saying. Our other receivers are just
3: receivers. Or a number three. Yeah. yeah, so
4: let's stick on that for just a second. Obviously CD lamb in the first game as that true number one wide receiver right. Saw what it's like to have all the focus uh, attention focused on him Right. How now does he bounce back from that and more importantly now going forward? How does the rest of this group whether it be a Dennis Houston whether it be a Noah Brown and all of these other guys? step up to be able to help Cooper rush on Sunday, going up against what is a physical secondary that has a guy that knows his Cowboys organization yeah. very well. And Cheeto, and Cheeto, yeah, yeah, that's
3: right. Let me well, say this. Look, I'm going to go back to what you said. This is what's going to help C.D. Lamb. If you saw where he had problems, it was because those linebackers were dropping deep. And it wasn't like they were double teaming them. They were just making Going to the ball, Dak throw the ball over the linebacker, but inside the corner or the safety, which is difficult. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that year, uh, the Cowboys went to Buffalo and Romo threw five interceptions in the first ha- in the first half. Right. Well, what they were doing is they were dropping their linebackers, and Romo was being stubborn. And it's like, okay, I can get it over the guy's head, and he couldn't get it over their head. And when when you saw some of those passes going to CD. It, it, it looked like a bus station there. It was so crowded. <laughs> I mean, there was three guys Devin around Devin White him. was waiting a lot right. <laughs> in that secondary. And, and so if you go back to make the linebackers play the run That's and, what and, I'm saying. And, and play action them, then you give him a chance to get maybe single coverage, right? And th- another thing came up with uh, today in the press conference with uh, Mike McCarthy. Somebody asked him about the young receivers having to deal with bump and run like they were getting pressed. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, if you can't beat bump and run in the NFL, you don't belong in the NFL. I agree. And boy, I that was a that was an eye opener. But he's right with the young receivers, they got to get used to that. That doesn't happen in college, right? Cuz they're playing all these fancy zones and putting up the pictures and numbers <laughs> and telling them what Spread to do. Spread out offense is yeah. all kinds of fun stuff. This is this is a man's game now. You got
5: to beat the bump and run. I'm I'm gonna tell you something. Dennis Houston, uh, Semit Fajoko, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, our tight end, our starting tight end, shows. Schultz.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Brother, I'm going to tell you something. When I know you, when I see you and prepare for you, it's a different world. Yes. And I try to tell people, I say, it, CD, it's going to take some time, but more importantly, until his other compadres join him in this fight, it's going to be ugly.
4: When you look at what the Cowboys need to do defensively, Jim, against the Cincinnati Bengals and the talented office that they present with Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins dealing with concussion right now, but they still got guys like obviously Jamar Chase. What do you want to see the Cowboys and Dan Quinn do to approach attacking Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati offense? Well, the
6: biggest thing is they got the same issues as the Cowboys, their offensive line. Mm -hmm. They got three new starters in their offensive line, including Leo Collins, former Cowboy himself. And take advantage of that. And just like it was mentioned, Mickey mentioned before the show, he's been in the backfield and they got an egg. <laughs> I'm going to the ref. Mike McCartney's gotta go to the ref beginning of the game. Hey, watch his alignment. He's too far back. And let them know and check their alignment. That's true. No, no, no. I'm laughing. What Mike
5: McCarthy gotta do is like Coach Johns used to do, find out the first name. <laughs> walk around with him doing warm-ups, walk around yeah. with him. Hey, yep. hey, hey, Jim, look here. That's oh, right. Oh, ooh, Jim, he's in the backfield now, uh-huh, and they just uh-huh. doing it in
6: practice. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to have a soul. You're right, but you're right. I'm serious. I agree with it you 100%. Some early, you're yeah. right. Yes. But that's yeah. the yes. thing you got to do, and you got to do what Tampa did to the Cowboys last week. You got to be so aggressive knocking these guys back. Yes, sir. Because they do have two good pre-runs and Mixon and they Ooh. have some talent but force them to be uncomfortable Mixon I mean not Mixon but Barrels is a great quarterback but he can't throw off his back no he can't he can't throw when he's getting knocked down he's got hit 11 times last week sack 7 sack
4: 7 mm-hmm. I mean, And they spent a bunch of money to fix that offensive exactly. line. And, and it didn't look like it helped all that that's much. not sure you know. they spent that's it wisely. 18 <laughs> <times>. <laughs> that's That's
6: 18 times, fellas. Yeah, but you and, and you know Collins is going to be pumped up. Cheeto Bay, they're going to be pumped up to play the Cowboys.
3: Well, Collins better be ready for Micah Parsons. Yeah. That's uh, all I'm, I got I'm to oh, say. Oh, oh, okay. I'm tell well, you he'll be over right. there
6: with uh, DeMarcus Lawrence, yeah. correct? Well, no, it don't they matter. They can th- switch. They're going to be chomping at the bit.
5: They're going to be fighting. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I told, try to tell everybody this last year. Jeff, you know, when your hips begin to lock up on you. <laughs> it is, it, a, did I tell you last year, right. I said, Mickey, you're he's right. not the same guy. He, right. Those, uh, those Ooh, wrecks. And those the hips hinders, don't lie is what you're his saying. Hips, hip, <laughs> I'm telling you.
6: Uh-huh. It, the hips don't lie. Oh, man. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we <we're> am going <laughs> to say. I'm <laughs> telling you. It locked up. Oh, the,
5: <laughs> bruh, and uh, that boy from Pittsburgh, if he wouldn't have got hurt, He'd have been, a, he'd have been oh, yeah, the AMC defensive yeah. player of the week, bro. Oh, yeah, T.J.
4: Watts? Yeah. yeah. So are you looking to attack Leo Collins specifically? Looking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Looking. Oh, no question. That's what I'm saying. That's what bro, you're I was looking for. I'm telling you, they
5: should have, they should have, Bits in our guy's <laughs> mouth holding them <laughs> back. <laughs> well, I'm saying they should be fighting. I'm saying if I'm Parsons in, in, in number 90, oh, D oh, yeah. I mean, come you on, man. It. They it's my, turn. It's on them my guys, turn, man. Hey, come you. on, man. I love, like, Tony, mean as hell, but the, your your hips
6: is gone. Don't Tony Tobit was the best at this. Yeah. yeah. He said, hey, we got us a melon. I'm
0: serious. I'm serious, man. I
5: used to be, to be Tobit's roommate. I used to be like, man, uh, What's happening, Toby? Man, I hope Charles and I hope Jeff Cole will be trying to come on my side. <laughs> here. I got a mullet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He and got something for him. As soon
6: as he said that, that's where we were going. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> Man. So now with this team taking on the Cincinnati team, obviously you're looking for DeMarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons. Give me an X factor on that defensive line, Jim, that needs to go out and have a big game as well to attack what is right now a suspect offensive line for Cincinnati. Mark.
6: Anthony Bar's Barr, gotta, okay. Anthony Barr's got to come, okay. and then those interior guys, those some of those interior guys have got to get pushed to give them the opportunity to get so there. So we're talking about the Gallimores of the world, the OCs yeah. of the world. Yeah, okay, and of course they have to get pushed. And 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 add in, uh,
5: strong and and, and DeMar, because they I. Uh, interior last week, start making the guys jump exactly. outside. Exactly. So we got to set that line and keep it strong across, and that gives our other guys a chance to kill. I'm yep. um, saying so if, if they set, the, they let it. They let a lot of times by down blocks and shifts to throw them out of, out of. Out of and, and if you can't set the if you can't set it, man, and they get outside, they can hurt us. Yep, they really can. They really can. I'm Kinda telling you, man, I, you better put them, I will have a. They look like he's he ready to go oh, out and play himself. On. He looks like he's ready to go if out, Je- out and play business. If Jeff Coat looked at the film of this past game and saw what this kid for the Steelers was doing, Jeff Coat would be like, oh, yeah. man, it's my turn to yeah. go get yeah. some. Yeah. Yeah, I need some, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <sure. laughs>
4: It you can't cow- have it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, man.
4: It but is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC at SWBC Customized Solutions for Individuals and Businesses are just a click away. Visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. Gentlemen, we're about to hit our next break. I want you to think about this question as we get ready to go to break here. When you look at the Cowboys and what they are in now and what they're dealing with going forward, How do they find a way to, by hook or by crook, get a win on Sunday and, more importantly, build some momentum without their franchise quarterback? Think about that question when we come back on Cowboys Crosstalk. We'll discuss that. Mickey Spagnola, Nate Newton, our Cowboys legend, Jim Jeffcoat, live at the Cowboys Club. It is Cowboys Crosstalk live on 1080KRLD and all our Cowboys platforms. We'll be right back.
5: Live from the Cowboys Club at
3: the Star in Frisco.
4: Back on Cowboys Crosstalk Live on 1080 KRLD and on all Cowboys platforms presented by SWBC Mortgage. Visit SWBCPEO.com. Helping to alleviate all the HR administrative burden that comes with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. Visit SWBCPEO.com to find out more. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan Dallas Cowboys Insider. Mickey Spagnola, Nate Newton and our Cowboys legend Jim Jeffcoat tonight, live at the Cowboys Club. Yes, sir. We appreciate Jim hanging out with us as we get you ready for the Cowboys taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And gentlemen, as we were going to break, the question I wanted us to ponder on is, how do the Cowboys build momentum now without their starting quarterback in Dak Prescott taking on the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, knowing how important, even with game two, this game is toward the rest of their season. Jim, I want to start with you. What does a win mean for this Cowboys team in light of everything that has taken place so far in just the first week of this season?
6: Well, it gives them confidence because it is a young team. It gives them confidence to think, know that they can overcome things. When you beat a team that's been in the Super Bowl, now you got a little bit of confidence. Hey, we can do this. We can get this done. We can hold the fort until Dak gets back. And that's the thing they have to do. they got to play with confidence. Hey, let the chips fall, but we're going to play confident. We're going to go out there and get it. Nate, how does this team find a way
5: by hook or by crook to get a win on Sunday? One thing Coach Johnson told us, and even the great Coach Landry, is pre-snap penalties becomes because of indecision. Yes. Know your job, who you have to block, what's your assignment, and then it frees you to play fast. But if you got any doubt of what's happening, you don't listen to the play fully, and you're definitely walking out of the huddle not knowing the snap count. We have to play almost penalty-free when it comes to pre-snap penalties. We have to play free. That means we have to spend extra time in the, in, the, in the film room knowing
4: exactly who we got. That's the bottom line for me. Mickey, tell me how the Cowboys offensively will start with find a way to get after the Cincinnati defense on Sunday afternoon
3: yeah I just think that they have to play smarter I, I mentioned the penalties you got to limit tho- mm-hmm. those when you're up against it you can't give them that big of an advantage it makes it difficult on the play caller everybody wants to blame the play caller. I don't know a lot of guys that have really good third and twelves. You know, it, it makes it it makes <laughs> got to go it deep in the back on third and you right? tw- Yeah, and, and you got to stay away from that. And and then defensively, and we hadn't talked about this, but they got run on for 151 yards, mm-hmm. by the way. I'm looking you know, at
5: one right now, man. We, <laughs> yeah. we sit here and worry right
3: about pass rush and getting to the quarterback, but if you don't stop the run, you don't get to rush the no quarterback. Question. No and, and they ran, and, and Fournette had 127 yards.
4: Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious! Yeah, they were going for about five and a half yards a yeah. pop. It felt like, and by eighty of that was out outside where we
3: went. And it was the outside, head. and it, it was outside the on
4: the Cowboys'
3: right. right. Their mm-hmm. left, yeah. and they just kept doing student body left, uh. and 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 there
6: was nobody there.
3: You know, right. That's the Dorrance Armstrong side, and those yeah. guys right there on that yeah. on that right side
4: for the honestly, Cowboys. I
6: didn't want to say anything about that, but I saw one of the players. From the Cowboys tackle another player from the Cowboys <laughs> <laughs> I it. Y'all that's
4: when you're tackling one of
3: you know that's yeah. not good.
6: and the running back was running out there just like you said he was on the perimeter you can't have that happen you cannot have. I mean that they happen.
3: were pulling you're right two or three 300 pound guys and I heard somebody go well the reason they did they ran to that side because Diggs doesn't want to play the run I said a 200 pound Cornerback against a 330-pound yeah, I'm not offensive to play lineman. That either. Yeah, no thanks. I, I'll see, stand when, there. When, when people make those
5: digs, is sitting back at 12 yards. And he's playing off. Yeah. yeah. So, come on. No, yeah. he <laughs> done went like through three guys to get <laughs> to get to that spot. Yeah. 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 Talk You're to pro- me now. What about
3: one more thing? What yeah. about what about when you see two tight ends in the game? How about playing three linebackers? Yep. Not an extra safety. Yeah. Play the 4-3, yeah. Because they probably want to load up and run against you, it seems
6: like. Makes sense. Jim, when you
4: see that kind of physicality being exhibited by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that defensive line being ran on against, what do you want to see from an adjustment from that mindset from that defensive line to eliminate a run game that's going to feature, as we mentioned, guys like Joe Mixon and others for Cincinnati on Sunday? Well,
3: go to this guy because he he knew he had to set the edge.
6: That was his job. And that was the thing. Is they gotta set, they gotta force that where there's more players at inside. And those players have gotta get off of blocks. They cannot stay on blocks. The same thing you said, uh, Nate, about finishing, you can't let those offensive linemen finish you. That's right. So you gotta attack it. You gotta attack it and make him make decisions quickly, the running back or whoever's running the ball. But you can't give up the edge because you're always gonna have more people inside than outside.
4: Let's start to look at some keys to victory on Sunday for the Cowboys as they take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's start on the offensive side. Give me, Mickey, let's start with you, an offensive player that's got to step up on Sunday afternoon. We know the focus is going to be on Cooper Rush stepping in for Dak Prescott. Who's a guy offensively, though, that's got to find a way to make some plays to make this offense a little bit easier for him? Okay,
3: so it's easy to say Zeke, right? But no, No. here's what they need. They need something explosive, right? But C.D. Lamb's going to... You know, okay, he's going to be the workman guy, right? I was hoping, and it's probably too soon because the guy hasn't played in the NFL before, but I'm going to put Turpin out there, and I'm going to tell him, run as fast as you can Mm. down the field, and let me see if I can get a big play. They needed something explosive. Everything was underneath, and, and you know what? Tampa Bay kept saying, Well, we knew what they were going to do. Well, sure they did because they knew they wanted to get the ball out quick in the passing game because they wanted to protect Dak because they had two young offensive linemen in there. And it's like, and they played their defense to that. Well, I need somebody to go downfield, and I don't care if it's an incompletion. Just throw the sucker, right? Throw it like Tom Brady did to Julio Jones. My <laughs> Give lord. Give the
4: illusion that you were actually going to attempt something. And, which, and by the field. way,
3: you know, that was the play that Parsons got got headhunted by, yeah. by Fournette. Yes, that's right. That's cool. what gave him the time to get the ball down the field.
4: Nate, talk to me about a key to victory for this team offensively that they've got to do on Sunday against Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, our, our
5: tight ends have to block better. Okay. Right, our tight we're... ends have to block better, but more importantly – Dalton Schultz has to show up in that intermediate game. He has to show up in that intermediate game to give our quarterback a chance when they do throw the ball. And let me say this right quick, like I'm not asking them, I'm not asking them to not throw the ball 40 times a game, but it's how you throw it and who you are throwing it to.
6: Let me ask you a question, and you make a good point on that with Dalton Schultz. I'm going to put a def- another offensive lineman in there right. and put him at the tight end position mm-hmm. and let him stop that. Right, right. They can know we're running, but they right. better we stop it. got enough offensive linemen right.
4: to do all that? See no. here. The way guys <laughs> are going well, do well, We got <laughs> enough offensive linemen to so, do all that. So I the like the what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know if we got I enough love
3: guys love to
6: do th- doing that. I like th- what you're going, though. I love like your
3: thoughts. Th- 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 here's the complication. The guy that did that for him last year had to start at guard because the guard had to move the tackle when they lost Tyron Smith, right? But their idea with Connor McGovern was to be that big Tackle the uh-huh. extra tight end, yeah, and play fullback, yeah, right. And, and so now he's got to play guard guards. because the guard had to move the tackle, and now the guard's not there. So I
0: until I Jason, Peters, and and, until Jason <laughs> Peters gets there,
3: you can go heavy with him, right? Yeah, go and, heavy, in, yeah. at least. Uh, and he's heavy, <laughs> yes, yeah.
6: yeah. and nothing else. My man is heavy, and nothing else, but I'm serious, you got to do something, yeah, because Dalton Schultz. Prove that he cannot physically handle I yeah. saw him in the backfield. Yes, I saw him get yeah. knocked in So you need a bigger guy that can at least give you an opportunity Yes to get a chance and Zeke did a good job. I thought I yeah. thought he did but you you got to help him too And that'll help Pollard too in his situation
4: i to say you brought up a name that we hadn't really talked about yet That kind of concerns because we haven't brought him up yet, and that's Tony Pollard How does Tony Pollard find a way to affect this game? given what you may need to have from Zeke in terms of some pass protection and being able to help out in terms of the offensive line, what can you do with Tony Pollard to be able to help him out as well?
3: Well, I'll tell you what. Tony Pollard only played two less snaps than Zeke. He was out there. Uh, But if you start blitzing and he's your nickelback, he's got to be able to pick up the blitz. He's got to recognize it first and then be able to pick it up. Otherwise, I can't have
6: him out there. Yeah. no. Not in those situations. A long time right? ago, this is uh, you know ancient times and everything. But now, be careful because we're all been there <laughs> <laughs> with you. But they, but they had two backs in the game. You can always put Tony Pollard in the slot and utilize his skills in the open field and have Zeke be the blocker. That's the thing you can do. Use your best players and put them in the in positions to be successful. We just talked about yeah. Pollard. We're looking at the film. <laughs> we'll Let's hold get, that thought. Yeah. We're going to take our last break. Yeah. We're
4: going to get our predictions for Sunday. Right. We're going to find out what Jim's been doing these days. And we're going to close this thing out as Cowboys Cross our live on 1080 KRLD. Close your eye,
5: Jim. Close
4: uh, your eye, baby. Go
0: Cowboys!
3: SWBC Mortgages, Cowboys Crosstalk. Yeah,
5: out, yeah. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star Coach in Lance, Frisco. You let that happen. Nah. Nah, so Final segment right play.
4: here on Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC Mortgage. Kevin Gray, Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola, Nate Newton, and our Cowboys legend Jim Jeffcoat live from the Cowboys Club right here on KRLD 1080 and, of course, on all Cowboys platforms. Gentlemen, before we get out of here on our show tonight, I need predictions going into Sunday afternoon. The Dallas Cowboys live. I believe CBS will be on the call. That means Jim gymnast Tony Romo will be in the building on Sunday afternoon. Let's see. Tell me, Mickey, how did the Cowboys win? What's the score going to be? And who wins on Sunday Oh, afternoon?
3: boy, you're asking really tough questions uh-huh, now. This uh-huh. was real friendly This is the million-dollar
4: question right here. That's right.
3: Can I say I have no clue what's going to happen we can't in let this you game? Off
4: that ha- you know, that quickly, Mickey, now. You're the insider. You're the expert here. You help us I out thought,
3: here. I thought they could beat Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I thought they play well defensively enough. That they could scrounge up enough points to win well they nearly played well defensively enough and they couldn't score any points and now you got to do it without Dak Prescott so uh, this is going to be tough sledding for them but to win the defense has to hold Cincinnati to no more than 17 points okay and they got to stop the run and then figure out how to score some points so you can score 20 and win 20 to 17.
4: Nate how does Cooper Rush, help this office score those 20 points on Sunday afternoon.
5: You know we're gonna muddy it up, man. We're gonna get real hogish and get in that pen and wall in the mud. <laughs> we're gonna be ugly. We're gonna play great defense. We're Down, gonna, uh, dirty. We're gonna quit. have a lot of screens, a lot of quick passes, a few runs, uh-huh. and then we're gonna muddy it up, man. At the end of this thing in the fourth quarter, that we gotta either be up by. Uh, three points are down by three points and give our, our kicker a chance to win okay, the game. Oh, Brett Meyer a uh, chance. Wait, oh, which, time. W- yeah. wait, hey. speaking
3: of that, by the way, make them kick field goals because they lost their deep snapper last right. week.
6: Mm,
0: yeah, that's there
4: you right. Go. <laughs> How do the uh, the Cowboys introduce that kind of physicality on Sunday, Jim?
6: They got to just come out and be ready. They, they're they in a situation where they got to either go the direction they want to go or they're going to go the other direction. So I'm looking at it is. I wanted to say 2017, but since Mickey <laughs> said that. <but laughs>
4: Great minds think alike. It's but, okay. It's okay.
6: But I'm going to say 24-20. Okay. 24-20. Cowboys. Yes, Cowboys. Okay. It's Look,
4: I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see at least this defense get after Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I want to see the matchup between Trayvon Diggs, Jamar Chase. That's going to get your popcorn ready on Sunday afternoon. That's going to be a lot of fun. But more, for, more so for me, how does Dan Quinn deploy Micah Parsons Demarcus Lawrence, all of these guys and getting after what was a suspect offensive line last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do they do to create that kind of pressure and make things uncomfortable for Joe Burrow? If you can get him uncomfortable, I think you have a chance on Sunday afternoon. In you way.
3: just got to move Parsons around. You can't leave Different him. Looks, yeah. So, you know, when we were talking about they ran left, a lot of times when they were le- running left, he was Parsons on the other side. And that's asking a lot from your very talented linebacker playing defensive end to get all the way across the field and he did it but it, it, they can run at him they can isolate him if they know he's at defensive end all the time to me he, i think he's more valuable as a linebacker and then you put him in spots where he can rush the quarterback but don't designate him right away i'm the defensive end they put a tight end over there the tackle over there and they neutralize him right when he got his sacks, he was in one-on-one pass rush.
6: Yes. Unless they were chipping him.
4: Before we get out here to see the gym, let the folks know what you got going on
6: these days in the last couple minutes. And let us know what you're doing out here these days. I'm a partner in this uh, insurance company, and it's uh, called Bellis Insurance Group. We do major medical. We do uh, commercial, residential, auto, all these things, and wealth management. So that's what I do with my days now.
4: Well, that's awesome to hear. sounds like you're helping a lot, a lot of people and doing yes. so in a lot of different ways. And obviously, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Obviously, the Cowboys getting ready to take on the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. I guess I got to get my score if I'm going to ask all you guys to give. guess like I said, I yeah. Give it to myself. yeah, you better. I guess I'm going to go Cowboys 24, Cincinnati 21. Cooper Rush, think think's going to turn back the clock like he did last year. Find a way. CeeDee Lamb has got to be that dude. He's got to be that number 88 that Nate was talking about earlier this is an opportunity to do it against a guy that knows the Cowboys well and can he get out there and make some things happen against a terrific defense for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Cooper Rush is going to rise up on Sunday, find a way to get it done because they need to find a way to get a win on Sunday. Otherwise, it could get ugly starting off 0-2 as you get ready to go on the road to take on an inspired New York Giant football team coming off of a terrific win on the road themselves against the Tennessee Titans in week one
3: you got to hope that the Cowboy fans haven't sold all their tickets to the Cincinnati people. <laughs> oh,
4: no, Mickey. Come on now. We can't have. Look, it's already. There t-
3: was a lot of red yeah. in that stadium on Sunday. Uh,
4: yeah, don't remind me. I-, I was there. I saw a lot of red going around. I saw a lot of people with their Tampa Bay Bucksters. Hopefully, there's not a lot of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase jerseys running around hey, you on Sunday you afternoon. Yeah. Because uh, those Cincinnati Bengals fans are going to be loud and proud and ready to cheer on uh, their Bengals. Gentlemen. Appreciate you joining us on this first episode of the 2022 NFL season on Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC. want to make sure we thank our partner, also, Liberty Tax, is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment at libertytax.com slash cowboys. We will be back next week right here live from the Cowboys Club at uh, 7 o'clock. Yes, sir. Uh, 1080 KRLD. Uh, want to appreciate our Cowboys legend, Jim Jeffcoat, stopping by and hanging out with us here at the Cowboys. Club, Jim, terrific stuff on the evening. Really appreciate you, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to do it again uh, sure. as the season goes on. Yeah. So for Jim Jeffcoat, the three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton, or Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnuolo. My name is Kevin Gray of 105 The Fan. This has been Cowboys Crosstalk Live on 1080 KRLD, live from the
0: Cowboys Club. Y'all have a good night be good to each other. We'll talk to you later.